Hello, the message you're about to listen to is a recording from God's Favorite House Canada. We pray that as you listen, God's light will flood your heart and transform you forever. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the living Jesus. Amen. I, I thank God for the privilege to bring God to word this morning or this afternoon. And um, I want to Trust God that God will reach out to each and every one of us in the name of Jesus. So we are looking at the topic, it is time. It is time. Amen. Now my, my assignment today is very easy. You know, I've just been sent to deliver a message and I'm done. Now God has sent me to say to someone here that the time has come in the name of Jesus. The time has come. He has told me to announce to someone that the time has come. In the name of Jesus. I'd like us to read Isaiah 61. Isaiah 61, 1 to 2. That's just what I'm here to do. The Bible says, The Spirit of the Sovereign God, of the Sovereign Lord, is upon me. For the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to comfort the brokenhearted and to proclaim that captives will be released and prisoners will be freed. In the name of Jesus, I stand here to decree in the name of Jesus that everyone who is poor will receive the message that sets them free. In the name of Jesus, everyone who is in discomfort, everyone who is upset, God sends you comfort now. In the name of Jesus, everyone who is in a difficult place, who is in a place that represents a limitation, a barrier, a prison, God has sent me to tell you that you are now free. Now you can go out of that prison. In the name of Jesus. God has also sent me to say to someone that this is the year that the Lord will be kind to his people. This year. God will be kind to you. In the name of Jesus. But it's not just that God is going to be kind to you. God has also sent me to tell you that this same year, it is time for him to punish your enemies. I'm not a prophet. I mean, everybody here knows that I am called to teach. I'm a teacher. But this one, I was sent. God has said, I should say to someone again, the time has come. In the name of Jesus. So, what does God want us to know? God is saying that when it is time, a long-awaited change is here. When it is time, some good news is breaking forth. So you've been waiting for it. You know, the way you'll be checking your mail every now and then. I'm waiting for this thing. Or you, are, you have applied for something and it is delayed. You are checking. Ah, they've not, there's no update. There's no update. God said I should tell you it is time. In the name of Jesus. You see, a messenger is different from a dispatch rider. 
the dispatch rider just come, just throws the letter in front of your house. He doesn't know the content. But God has sent me to tell you that its time has come. In the name of Jesus. A change of state. A change of location. A change of position. What you need is here. God said, I should tell you that the seasons have changed in your favor. In the name of Jesus. You see, while I was preparing for this, last Sunday, so I kind of had the idea of the message, and I thought I had a topic, but it wasn't the topic. So people were giving testimonies. I think it was Moyo that was here. And then I saw like a bottle, you know, a big bottle of wine or champagne. And then they pulled the, the cork. So I wrote, I quickly took my phone, I wrote uncorked. And then, you know, when they pulled the cork, the, the drink that was already... And then I was thinking, what is this? It is time for the release. In the name of Jesus. And as I was preparing, you know, I saw this story. And, and this is not in my notes, so we're not, we've not got into the note yet. You know, in 1 Samuel chapter 9, it was the story of a man called Saul. Saul was the son of a wealthy man. His father was Kish. Wealthy man. In fact, he was one of the prominent people in his tribe. And then, one day, the Bible said the donkeys of Kish got missing. They wandered away. So he called his son. He said, take a servant and go and look for these donkeys. And this guy and his servant traveled three days, wandering around. They traveled from their province. So, I mean, they traveled from Benjamin, entered into a, looking for these donkeys. So donkey confused them for three days. And then it was like, we've tried. Let's go back home. Then the servant said, there's a man of God in this place. Let's go and ask him. And then they went to look for, for the, I mean, the man of God. I mean, the story of Saul, very interesting story. I mean, we can unpack it. And I, I will encourage you to read 1 Samuel chapter 9, you know, when you get to, when you have time. I mean, they didn't even have food after wandering around for three days. They didn't have money. So he was like, I don't even have money to give to the man of God if I go there. And the servant was like, I have this coin. Let's go. So he was like, okay, let's go and try it. It wasn't even that he believed that the man of God will have the answer. He said, let's go and try it. But because you are here today, God says it is time for you. In the name of Jesus. Now, on the other side, when they decided they were going to see Samuel, the prophet, the Bible said that the day before, God had told Samuel, there is a young man from Benjamin that I'm sending to you. I have a plan for him. So this guy was looking for donkey. And he had been wandering around. Now God says to someone here that your aimless wanderings come to an end today. In the name of Jesus. So, having wandered everywhere, eventually got to this place. And God said, there's something about this guy. There's something I'm about to unleash in this life. And God started to un unveil it. We'll see it as we go on. But you see, whenever God sends his word, just like he's sending it, and thank God for Kike's testimony. I mean, thank God for all the testimonies. 
When God sends his word, it is done. When God speaks, it is done. It might take time for the manifestation, but when God speaks, it is done. So you need to receive God's word that it is time. God says, the time has come. In the name of Jesus. In Psalms 33 verse 9. Psalm 33 verse 9. The Bible says, as soon as God speaks, it is done. As soon as he speaks, it is done. Everything is established at God's command. So God is speaking to you today. That it is time. And when God says it is time. It means that that season has changed. So you might be in a dark place right now. God said it is time. The seasons have changed in your favor. It's time to go forward. In the name of Jesus. So when I say the time has come. I say it is time. I know your heart you'll be asking time for what? What does this mean? What will happen when it is time? So I'd like us to go back to Isaiah chapter 61. We're, we're, I mean, we're considering just three main places in, in Scripture. So Isaiah 61, and then we'll go to Luke chapter 1, and then we'll finish with the story of Saul. What happened to Saul when God said it was time? Now in Isaiah 61, verse 2, God said, it is time for him to favor us. God has sent me to announce to you that it is time for God's favor to manifest. So that's the first thing that will happen. You start to see it. You start to see God's favor all around you. In the name of Jesus. Now what does that favor, what does it look like? So that when you see it, you know this is God's favor. The first thing is that God's favor is divine visitation. God's favor is that God himself will visit you. Now when God visits, certain things will happen. You see, when God visits someone, the person will look at himself and be like, it can't be me now. Because God specializes in working with the least likely, the unimportant, the weak, the unqualified, the unsure. You know, I like the story of that Saul guy. When Samuel met him, again, this is not in my notes. I mean, first Samuel, because some, sometimes, you know, you would have written out what you want to do. And then when you are doing finishing touches, the Holy Spirit will start to show you some things that you didn't see before. So, this guy, when he met the prophet, the prophet told him, don't worry, what you are looking for is already taken care of. The donkeys you are looking for, 1 Samuel 9, I think 19 to 21, he said the donkeys you are looking for have already been found. But today, you will go to a feast with me. Then after, I will tell you all that is in your heart. He said, and this is what God has told me to tell you. That the hope of all Israel is on you and your family. And the guy looked at him and said, come on. See, my father's family is the smallest in our tribe. Our tribe is the smallest in Israel. So, you know, 
it's not one percent of the one percent now. It's the bottom of the. It's not one percent. No, they are only, you know one percent of the one percent is cream dollar cream. It's only say dreg dollar dreg, <laughs> bottom pot dollar bottom pot. You know. And it didn't look like it. But by the time God was done, it became a proverb in Israel. So God is saying, I will visit you. The case is hopeless. Don't worry. When it starts to manifest, that's how it will show up. Because that's God's area of specialty. The second thing is that there are long-standing promises that will be fulfilled. Long-standing. In fact, people will tell you that, why are you still holding on to this thing? Just let it go. God is the specialist in resurrecting those kind of things. The third one is that God will bring you superlative deliverance and salvation. You just will not be able to explain how it happened. And then there's something called the accumulated blessing. You know, and I'll show you from scripture. Luke chapter 1. In Luke chapter 1, there was this guy called Zechariah. So the backstory. Zechariah served God, he and his wife. They served God, they were faithful, they were doing everything that God wanted them to do. But they had no children. And they had grown old. And God appeared to Zechariah, you know, you are going to have a child, you know, kind of disagree with the angel, like, angel, don't, don't lead me on this route. I'm okay like this. And the angel was like, okay, you'll be unable to speak until the day the child is born. And then this child was born. And they were trying to name the child. And they said, the child's name will be this, will be Zechariah, like his father. I said, no, John. The mother said, John. So they took a tablet to Zechariah to say, what's the name of the child? And he wrote the name John. And as he said it, the Bible said the Holy Spirit came upon him and he spoke and started to prophesy. So let's read the prophecy. In Luke chapter 1. So Luke chapter 1 from 68 to 72. I'll just, we'll just go through everything. It says, praise the Lord, the God of Israel, because he has visited and redeemed his people. So that's the divine visitation part. When God visits you, the story changes. He has sent us a mighty savior from the royal line of his servant David, um, just as he promised, through his holy prophets. So long-standing promises to people are going to be fulfilled. He said, now we will be saved from our enemies and from all who hate us. Now, if, if you read the same passage in some other translation, very interesting. God will do deliverances for you that would even amaze you. Why? There are people that hate you that you don't even know. You know, God delivers us from our enemies and from those that hate us. It's not all your haters that you know. In fact, you don't even know the tenth of them. Because some people are just beefing you just because you exist. But the Bible says God will deliver you. You don't need to know your enemies. Let God just deliver you, right? So if it's only the enemies you know, you would be dead long ago. But God delivers us from all our enemies and from those that hate us. Then the Bible says in verse 72 that he has been merciful to our ancestors. How? By remembering his sacred covenant. So there are promises that God has made to your parents, to your parents' parents, that God is going to deliver to you at once. In the name of Jesus. Can you receive this? Do you receive it? God is doing amazing things. 
And we are going to see it. You see, when the Israelites left Egypt, what they got back when they were leaving was accumulated pay. Imagine a guy who is 15 or a guy, a girl, working as houseboy for an Egyptian family and he says, please borrow me all your gold. And they gave him everything. Is it the work he has worked that I have qualified? It's not. It's generational. So when God starts to act in his favor, that's what you see. And God says it is time. In the name of Jesus. The second thing that happens when it is time is that it's God's payback time. God's judgment against our enemies. Again, going back to Isaiah chapter 61 verse 2. It says, when God decides to favor his people. So he says, let's announce that it is time for God's favor. I said, and with it. The time for God to show vengeance. To show his anger against their enemies. So not only is God favoring his people. At the same time, he's dealing with the oppressors. So, you will see that God will start to do these things because it is time. The third thing that we'll see is that it is time for restoration. Now, restoration, we'll see from Scripture, Isaiah 61 verse 3, that there are things that looked like they were not right or there are things that were not right and then God is setting them straight. So it says, to all who mourn in Israel, it will give a crown of beauty. Now, when people mourn in Israel, they pour ashes on their head. Right? So that's why when they are mourning, they say they cover themselves in ashes and they wear sackcloth. So they pour ashes on their head. It says, in the place of ashes now, I will give them a crown of beauty. That's restoration. That's when there's a change, a turnaround. God is saying it is time for a restoration. He will give you a crown of beauty for ashes. He will give you joyous blessings instead of mourning. Festive praise instead of despair. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Now when God starts to do these things, you know, that's when you say restoration has started. Another translation, I like, I like reading the easy Easy Bible translation. It says, in that way, the people in Zion who are sad will become strong again. In the name of Jesus, every one of us who is sad becomes strong again. In the name of Jesus. They will not put ashes on their head anymore. Instead, they will wear beautiful hats. Instead of weeping, they will have olive oil to show their joy. They will not feel upset, but they will sing happy songs to praise God. Amen. And you see, when you start, when the change starts, it's not the change you'll be able to contain. It's not the one you'll be able to do in your corner. Because the Bible says, people will call them strong trees that shows God's righteousness. They will be like trees that the Lord himself has planted to show how great he is in the name of Jesus. That's God's word to us. There's a change. There's a turnaround. When God speaks the word, it is done. It is done. 
It is done. Do you receive it? And then verse 5. Verse 5 says, God's people will rebuild again the towns that became heaps of stone a long time ago. Verse 5. Okay, sorry, am I reading verse 5? I think I'm, I'm, I'm reading 4. So I'm reading 4. It says, they will rebuild the ancient ruins. They will rebuild the towns that became heaps of stone. So there are things that have become, you know, progressively just got bad, 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 bad over a period of time. God will empower you to set them right. Amen. There could be relationships that are going bad. Marriages. You know, God will empower you to restore them. In the name of Jesus. And then the Bible says, once again, they will live in cities that have been empty for so long. You know, there are things that, like, no, this one, there's nothing there again. There's, you know, this is over. But God is restoring it right now as we speak. Right now, this time, in the name of Jesus. So, that's it. Restoration. It's time for restoration. Number four, it's time for fresh starts. It's new beginnings. New beginnings. Fresh start. Oh, that is, you know, I mean, nobody can make it work. That is, you are going to make it work. Because it's not you. The Bible said, God, cause forth those things that be not as though they were. So God has spoken. And it is done. Fresh starts. New beginnings. Number five. You see, why God is doing all of these things is because God had, has a plan. The fifth thing that will happen is that it is time to be more for God. So in Isaiah 61, back to Isaiah 61, verse 5 and 6. The Bible says, when God has done all of these things, foreigners will be your servants. Now, when these people were oppressed, you know where we started from? God says, announce to my people, those who are poor, right? Good news. Those who are sorrowful, comfort. Those who are mourning. Now, among those same people, they will now have foreigners in their employ. They will be the ones employing people to take care of their animals, to take care of their businesses, to take care of their affairs. Why? So that verse 6 can happen. Verse 6 says, but you will be called the priests of God. The reason why God is empowering you, the reason why God is blessing you, the reason why God is changing your story is so that you can focus on God to do what he wants. So God said to Saul, I mean Samuel said to Saul on God's behalf, he said the donkeys you are looking for have been found. That issue sorted. But you stay with me now, today. Then tomorrow I will tell you everything that's in your heart. So that thing that is making you run around will be sorted. 
That's what God said I should tell you. The time has come. And you see, this also in Zechariah's prophecy, exactly the same thing. Zechariah's prophecy in Luke chapter 1. Zechariah said exactly the same thing. Verse 74 and 75. says, the reason God would deliver us from our enemies is so that we can serve our God without fear. Having rescued us from our enemies so that we can serve him without fear. I'm here to announce to you everything that stands in your way of your communion with God, God will deal with them as enemies. You don't understand the prayer. You see, if it's a health challenge, you want to serve God. You want to, you know, during the God will do it against there was someone that gave a testimony about ulcer. The person wants to serve God, wants to fast. But anytime fasting is starting, the pain will start. So the person, and then when Paul Femi gave the altar, he said, your intercession is loosed. Your, you know, that person is called to be an intercessor, but uh, they just put a, you know, uh, what do they call that thing? The thing that you put in uh, appliances so that when they want to receive power, it will trip off. Uh, what do they call that? Circuit break. That small thing that used to be inside sockets. I don't know what they call it. I can't remember it now. Some small glass thing. Fuse. That's the fuse that the enemy is using to control you. Like you want to serve God, just put that small fuse. That this thing to not go beyond this limit. Today that fuse is removed. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. This is the day of the latter rain. God is moving in his power again. By the anointing, Jesus breaks the is not by might. It's not by might. Oh, it's not by power. It's not by power. Oh, it's by, by my spirit.
that has a health challenge that is standing as a limitation to serving God we decree in the name of Jesus that condition goes away now in the name of Jesus everyone that has an association that limits them from serving God in the name of Jesus we break that association now everyone that is under some form of bondage that stops them from serving God the way God wants them to serve him in the name of Jesus we introduce that bondage to the God of Israel it said to Moses go to Pharaoh tell him let my people go that they may serve me if you don't let them go I will kill your firstborn in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth we command every oppression to cease now every old of darkness is broken every implant of hell is removed every fuse of limitation is destroyed in the name of Jesus we are released into God's liberty in the name of Jesus Christ thank you our father Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. As I start to round up, you know, God will settle all that concerns you so that you can focus on what is calling you to do. In the name of Jesus. You see, when God calls the people when God calls them what you see is that what they set out to look for will be found their needs will be supplied they become positioned correctly you know they have the right connections and then the spirit of God is released, is activated. You know, I, I have a word for someone, and I, I, I don't, I don't make, I don't, I don't, I'm not under the presupposition that, that um, I mean, I can just randomly just say that I'm speaking for God and all that. But there's somebody in this service that God is, God has been stirring up your heart, and. I mean, God has been stirring up your heart to say to you that you need to serve him in a particular place, in a, in a certain way, you know, calling you into a certain ministry. You know it. You yourself know it. The person that... Excuse me. You know, but that person, that individual, you know that God is calling you to a certain ministry. You know it for sure. But... 
you feel kind of uncertain, like unsure. How can it be me? How can God be calling me? You know, there are other people. Thank you. You know, thank you. Thank you. You feel that you're not sure. I mean, it can't be you. How can it be me? There are people that are better qualified. You know, God should go to those people. That's what you're saying. But God is saying, I should tell you. But you're asking like Mary, how can this be? The same answer he gave to Mary. That the Holy Spirit will come upon you. And the power of the highest will overshadow you. God says, I should tell you. That he's the one stirring the nest. And that if you will trust him and spread your wings, that he will carry you. In the name of Jesus. That's it. So God will empower you to do what he has asked you to do. In Jesus' mighty name. You know, as I begin to round up, I'd like us to go to 1 Samuel chapter 10. 1 Samuel chapter 10, verse 7. 1 Samuel chapter 10 was still the story of this guy called Saul. After he met with Samuel, the prophet, and Samuel told him, these are the signs you will see to show that God has really anointed you. You know. Then God says to him, after these signs take place, you must do what must be done. There are steps for you. God has said the word. And I kept saying, when God says it, it is done. So it is done. But you need to do what God says to you to do. So, the question is, what is my next step? For some of us, trusting God for something, you need to take the step. Trusting God for a job, for instance. You need to put in the application. You've applied somewhere. You know that God has said long-standing promises will be kept. Go and follow up. There are places where generational blessings have been stuck. Go and follow up. They owe your parents pension and entitlement gratuities. Put in an application. And see whether God will not do it. He didn't send me. If he didn't send me, I won't be here. I would have taught you nicely from one of the things that I've learned. <laughs> but this one, I was sent. God says to tell you, the time has come. Whatever needs to, do, to be done, you do it. Trusting God for the child, for a child for the foot of the womb, go and do what needs to be done. Trusting God for anything, take the step. It is done. In Jesus' mighty name. Now for some of us, what you need to do is to come to Jesus. You don't even know him at all. All these things we are saying, you're like, who is this God? Or maybe you used to know him. You used to be with God. But for some reason, you know, you went back. You need to rebuild the ancient ruins. You need to restore those cities that used to be inhabited, but are no longer inhabited. I'd like us to bow our heads as we talk to God.
I want you to say to God, thank you for this announcement. My job is done. I came here to announce to you that God said to tell you it is time. God said I should tell you the time has come. If you are there, you don't know Jesus. You are asking, how can I know this Jesus? How can I be restored to my place in God? How can I become part of God's people? How can I come to know this person of Jesus? You are asking, can you lead me to this Jesus? I'd like you to please put up your hands where you are. I'm not going to call you forward. Or maybe you are watching us online. You don't know Jesus. You just know in your heart that you don't know this Jesus. You know, Jesus is just maybe somebody, an idea. You know, this God thing. You need to be connected to God. I'd like you to just, where you are, raise up your hand to God and say, God, this is me. This is me. And I want to know you. If there's anybody who is praying that prayer, I want you to say to God, I want my own time to come too. But first of all, it is the day of salvation. This is the acceptable time. The Bible says there's no one that calls upon him that he will cast away. I want you to say to God, accept me as your son. Accept me as your daughter. Make me one of your own. And if you have prayed that prayer, I'd like to announce to you that now you are part of God's family. Ask God to forgive all your sins. Ask him to make you worthy. You know, for the rest of us, I'd like us to, you know, go to God with our various, you know, questions, with our desires and say to God, God, I'm here. I want to know you. I want to take my next step. You said that it's the time of favor will manifest. I want to start to see it. God's vengeance against his enemies. I want to start to see it. Restoration. You know, new beginnings, fresh starts. You know, I want you to say to God, I'm here. And then finally, I want you to say to God, I'm here for you. I want to serve you. You know, maybe you are in a place where there's some barrier. Maybe it's your job. Maybe it's, you want to ask God for help at this time. The Bible says that God will deliver us from all our enemies so that we can serve him without fear. Maybe you are afraid, ah, if I don't, if I don't keep this job, how will I take care of myself? But that job is keeping you from serving God or leading you to compromise. You want to serve God without fear. Say to God, God, I want to serve you without fear. Deliver me from this enemy. Deliver me so that I can serve you without fear. Father, we thank you. Thank you for your word. Thank you for the move of your Holy Spirit in this place. Thank you for sending us your word. Thank you for announcing the beginning of a new day. Thank you for announcing a new season. Thank you because we will see it. Thank you because you watch over your world to perform it. Lord, we give you all the glory. Lord, we pray for everyone who is turning to you today. We ask in the name of Jesus that you accept them. We ask that you make them your own. We ask that you make them, Lord, 
everything that you want them to be. Lord, as we turn to go from this service, let each and every one of us be another man. Let us be new people, filled with the faith of God, filled with God's confidence. In the name of Jesus, honor and glory we give unto you. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Amen.